biological age just might be one of the best proxies for how healthy your overall body is. And today I found out a few important news. First of all, here's the concept. You take any measurement and then you compare the measurement to other people. And the younger these people are, the healthier these people tend to be, since with mortality, the risk for diseases in general rises. So this means if somebody has a biological age that is younger than his actual chronological age, then this means they are basically healthier than someone who had the same, the identical chronological age, not the identical chronological, but the biological and the chronological age would be the same. And obviously, if the biological age is way worse than your chronological age, then it's worse. So let's say you're 30 and your biological age, determined by your body basically, is 60. Then that's probably not good because this means that your life expectancy is probably like 30 years worse compared to you being identical to your biological age. So the chronological and biological being identical. So in order to measure this, I searched a few months ago already, after I found out about this whole thing, uh, by a video by Brian Johnson, who is the CEO of Kernel and who also founded Venmo. And he talked on the Lex Friedman podcast about his project, which he calls Blueprint. So his idea is to reduce his biological age to the optimum. The optimum, I guess, is probably around 18. He doesn't, he didn't specify that he wanted to hit a specific target because actually it sometimes depends what I guess is the optimal biological age. For the brain, for example, I mean, when is neuroplasticity, for example, the highest? Do you actually want to revert, at least theoretically, your cells into a state that is younger than age five or so on? Maybe there could also be some downsides because obviously if you reduce the age to zero or even minus nine months, which is the actual real age, you could say, then I don't know where the optimum is. So for me, the idea was born and therefore I searched for how I could calculate my biological age. The first clue I had was within the FeelFit app, which comes with my Comptron scale, it's, it's a body fat scale, and in there, what I have is a metabolic age. So that's the first one. I'm currently 26 and it says I'm 25. It didn't say this the last month, the last months though, and also not the last years, because I was way higher in body fat over these two years. And this had a obvious, obviously more or less negative effect. I say more or less because in the past, historically, there seemed to be some evidence that people with slightly higher body fat seem to live longer. But I think that is now kind of reversing, at least from my understanding. Now, Peter Atia, for example, a renowned doctor, you could say, who is also very into lifespan. And there are also other people who talk about this, like Andrew Huberman, David Sinclair. Now, what Peter Atia, for example, mentioned multiple times is that there are basically strength tests you can do and also endurance tests. And then you compare yourself against, again, the age group. So depending now in which, depending basically on how you rank. So if you're in the best 10%, for example, then that's good. 
for example, if you are in the 10 best percent, the best 10 percent of VO2, so how much air your lung basically can turn or how much oxygen it can turn from the air you intake into your lungs. I, I guess that's the, the right explanation. I'm not entirely sure. And if with this measurement you're within the test percent, within not the test, the best 10%, then what this equates to is that you probably live somewhere around. So your mortality decreases two or three or five fold. I cannot exactly remember, but this is huge. This means, so mortality means the risk of dying in this year you're currently living. So if you take, let's say, a 100-year-old, and probably around there, the risk of dying in the next year is maybe 50%, maybe even higher, even though after quite some time, so at 110 or so, it flattens out, so your, your mortality doesn't increase anymore. There is also some evidence in, in other animals where this seems also to be the case where the mortality doesn't increase anymore. Uh, there might be some statistical effects of selection going on because, I mean, you first have to make it until 110 until you can realize that your mortality doesn't increase anymore. So basically by sorting out all the people whose mortality would still have grown because they already died, you only get the people whose mortality is now pretty good already because they might have some genetic variety that leads to them basically being able to live longer. So when it comes to now applying this, there is not much in terms of software you can actually do. What you can do is you can make an Excel spreadsheet. Now the problem is that you on the one side have activity trackers and you also have health platforms like Samsung Health, but there is not really an entire system. So what I am currently using is a combination of Samsung Health, of Strava in order to uh, get some social pressure, even though I do not have many that many connections on Strava. Maybe I just don't know too many people who are actually into sports like me. Then the next thing I have is a body fat scale, which is made by Camtron, but it seems to be kind of a a generic thing and what is more known and also internationally more sold, I guess, is Renfo. And it's a scale that looks like, like this. And the other scales also look very similar. In terms of accuracy, the scale is not the best, obviously. There are different estimates of how much a body fat scale like this can deviate in accuracy. But the main argument for something like this is that you, over time, of course, have the same kind of error, at least theoretically. So let's imagine, let's imagine this is basically your progression over time. Now, if the error is basically the same into the same direction every time, then over time, the, it basically still is a kind of a valid reading. The problem only is if you have basically this here and then you have a certain error range, and the error range goes into both directions, but also varies into both directions. So sometimes it's like 10% more and sometimes it's like 10% less. And this could cause the whole thing kind of to deviate. But since the alternatives being a DEXA scan and also body fat clippers also aren't that good. And also visual measurements due to skin color and also 10 and so 10 and how basically tanned your skin is and so on and so forth. 
are also not good alternatives. I mean, this is the best I've got, and it also was only like 25 euros, and so I have this, and I also now have data of about two years, almost three years, even though there are two different modes, the first one being an athlete mode and the second one being the normal mode. Since I was higher in body fat, I actually switched to the normal mode, which now means that I don't have consistent measurements because these two are not combinable. You cannot switch them, which is kind of sad. So I tried basically now in the last weeks, not extensively, but somewhere on the side, maybe here 10 minutes, here 20 minutes, to kind of copy the concept of the blueprint. The blueprint now, in general, is from, so, Brian Johnson's blueprint is the idea to reduce your biological age. And, of course, you would need a lot of measurements. Now, these measurements are very expensive. And also, to, to measure something like hormone levels and also different things that are in your blood, you can potentially measure, is time-intensive and cost-intensive. So now, another question is, can you replicate this somehow with kind of a minimum minimum time investment and also a minimum cost investment? I don't want to spend up to a million on my body, such as, such as Brian Johnson now currently does, and I also just cannot spend a million on my body. What I can do, though, is I can make an Excel spreadsheet, and that's what I did. So in the past, I used to track my runs first on paper. That's when I started. Basically, I started running and then I used to track my runs on paper. But then over time, obviously, the question is, uh, how fast are you able to run five kilometers, for example? So what you actually need is a standardized measurement of five kilometers, for example, because if you have different droughts and different temperatures, just a very easy example. If you increase the temperature by one degree, I think around 12 degrees Celsius is the optimum and you increase the temperature by one degree, then the performance you are able to deliver also decreases by about 1% or maybe it's even 10% or something like this. So what you need is a standardized environment to compare yourself to yourself over time and then also to other people, which then again would lead you towards being able to calculate your biological age. What is noteworthy, obviously, is that the measurements currently could also already be rigged, kind of, because we only have measurements of the current living population, I guess. There might be measurements of strength, for example, going back like 100, 100 years or so, but 100 years ago, or 150 years ago, something like strength training was basically almost non-existent, you could say. Of course, sometimes people already ran, and back, back to the old Greeks, people already ran certain distances and so on, but I, I, I don't think there will be many measurements that are actually available. Now, Peter Atia again, mentions a few standards, for example. So you could say, how much are you able to bench press? And then how much should you be able to bench press in your age? And this would also now be a kind of time invest, invested, a, a thing that would use a little bit of time investment or could use a little bit of time investment. So you basically have to make a plan, you have to go, go to the gym, and then there are these other factors, such as how good is your form, for example. So if I do have very good form, my strength basically decreases or what I'm able to lift decreases by maybe 30%, maybe 40% compared to when I don't use, for example, a, I guess a very good example is actually the bicep curl. So you do a bicep curl and 
often people you see in the gym do biceps curl like this. And of course, ideally, you would do them like this, completely static. Not static in terms of the overall movement, but static in terms of the rest of the body. So you fix the muscles of the rest of the body, and then you are only able to, to determine how much your bicep is actually pulling. So now, this kind of prevented me currently from doing these strength measurements. What I did though is I started to actually properly record my gym lifts again, at least my gym lifts, because the gym lifts are the only thing that I couldn't properly track. On a Galaxy Watch here, what you can track is you can track a weightlifting session for 45 minutes. You can also track certain exercises, but it is an approach that fails. It fails at implementing a concept that is kind of standardized, a concept that you don't have to totally come up with on your own. So Samsung Health fails at this. It, you can do, uh, there are a few plans in there where you can do, for example, six weeks of a certain program. But of course, what, what happens after this? And so what you actually need is to create custom workouts, for example, where you could implement your workout you are already doing. And the next step would be to then, so currently, if you track a strength workout for 40 minutes, for example, then it just shows the 40 minutes. And you can enter up to, I don't know how many, but about 20 characters of notes. So you cannot put uh, notes in there about what you actually lifted. So this is a problem. So you can only do either the individual exercises, like 25 push-ups, but this is not something I want to have in Strava, for example, like 25 push-ups, and then the next one, and how many breaks in between, and so on and so forth. You need the overall tracking, 40 minutes, plus a sub-hierarchy, where you actually then have what you actually lifted. So in order to then provide a sub-hierarchy, or just in general, the lifts, what I tested in the last few weeks and months already are a few different workout apps. So what I actually landed on are two. The first one is Fitbot and the second one is called Strong. Now, ideally you would have one workout app like for strength workouts where you could also generate HIIT workouts, for example, that automatically also would adapt to your body. You could say, for example, this muscle is sore and the app would also know that this muscle is sore because it knows that two days ago you lifted this much weight and you could only do this many exercises. And something like a smart program like this is obviously kind of, I think, the future, at least when it comes to this specific program. So now, this is basically what... Fitbot would provide. The problem with Fitbot though is that first of all you can only get a subscription and not like a lifetime thing and the subscription again like many of these fitness apps is like 60 to 100 bucks a year and the second problem I have is that you don't have charts so you cannot see how much you lifted over time and in strong you don't have the automatic features it's basically completely manual but what you do have is charts, at least if you are on the pro subscription, which also costs like 60, 60 bucks, so dollars or euros for a year. And I, haven't, I still haven't bought it yet, but what it does give you is charts, at least in the pro version. I did try the pro version, and so I still have a few because they didn't, they didn't end them for me, which is nice. So now I do have a little bit of tracked workout history over the last weeks. So what I noticed is that if you pay attention to something, then you actually 
want to do something about this. You want positive change. And this positive change meant that I was able to hit basically record after record after record. And it's not only that I hit it, it's also that I probably hit it also before sometimes. I just didn't realize it. I just didn't recognize it. And therefore I just did the same weight again and maybe a lower weight the next time when I was not that well. Well, so when my performance, when I notice my performance in the gym is not that good and then I just take a little bit less weight and so on and so forth. So what this allowed me to do is increase my lifts at least slightly. And I also now know what I'm able to lift. For example, I recently hit an incline bench of 77.5 kilograms, which is a total uh, record for me, which is not that high in total. So my straight bench is 104 kilograms, but that I already hit like three years ago. My deadlift, for example, is almost non-existent because I just didn't use to deadlift. And the same is true for squats, for example. Up until like two years ago, I didn't ever squat. And I also, also my form was super bad. What I'm trying to say is that you need a way to record all these things in order to then also, as a function of what you are actually tracking, can output results like your biological strength age or your strength biological age, or your muscle biological age. So now, what I discovered today is the following. My gym actually has a partnership with eGym. So eGym is a sub-brand of, of Preva, or also Precore. So these are three different brands, and it's basically the same company. So on the cardio side, at least in my gym, they provide the cardio machines. That means you can now... Uh, run in the gym on a treadmill, for example. What you also can do is other running machines, like a stepper is also there, and you also have a bicycle, for example. That's on the one side. The rowing machines, for example, are also, I think, from this company, but they are not smart. So you have these things in the gym, and the nice idea is that, or the nice that yet a nice idea is that this basically solves the problem of standardization, at least to the extent at which you are able to do this without consulting somebody. And therefore, you can do these things as often as you want, these tests, basically. So you can run now completely fixed because the, the temperature in the, in the gym is also kind of fixed. If you are obviously at the same at the same gym and if the treadmill is somewhat similar but compared to outside for example where you have sometimes in the city lights that stop you from actually running properly so the only way you could do something like a five kilometer run standardized would be on basically one of these running circles so now what you can do in the gym you can track what are you able to run in five kilometers or how long does it take you for five kilometers and then you can again compare yourself against the others in your age group or against all other people and then see what your biological age is, at least your performance. And this means now, if you take the, the very easy, easy function as the biological age being the biological, so being, being basically the average of all the biological ages you are able to determine. So you basically weigh each individual sub-age with the factor of one, of course, there could be an argument to be made that you actually want to adjust these slightly. Maybe the, how fit your muscles are, probably. Not probably. 
if your muscles, for example, compared to your endurance, are more important or more predictive of how long you are able to live or how good your mortality still is or how low your mortality is, then of course you would have to weigh these differently. So maybe muscle strength is twice as important as overall cardiovascular strength, for example. Even if this specific example might not be true, maybe also the other way around. So now you all around the world have basically gyms and you can use these machines in the gym. You don't need uh, a consulting, a special consulting with a trainer in this gym. The only thing you need to do is get on these smart machines and these are connected to the internet now also. And what I now have is an account with eGym, an account with Preva and also I think with Precore. And what I then can do is within the eGym app, in my gym, I can also use not only the cardio machines, but they also have six smart strength machines. And now what I'm able to do on these machines is I'm able to determine my maximum strength, at least regarding these six exercises. So there is a hamstring exercise. There is a, there is a basically a leg lift exercise where you basically lift your legs up. Then there is a row and a bench press. And then the, the back extension and also the, the stomach, basically the ab where you basically crunch. So these six exercises then determine, and this is what I discovered basically 30 minutes ago, when I downloaded the app within the new eGym app, there is now a view of your biological age. And Samsung Health doesn't have a biological age. Garmin Connect does, but since I'm since I am on this Samsung Health system, and I cannot use Samsung Health as a source, even with a third-party app, to sync data from Samsung Health to to Garmin Connect. Therefore, I cannot use this function. I also searched the App Store already for other apps that would determine my biological age, but I didn't find any. So the only two cues until now or three cues until now to what my biological age actually is without extensive testing that would cost probably thousands of euros is basically the metabolic age provided by my fitness scale and the heart rate. So you can also determine your heart rate, basically your maximum heart rate, and then you take 220 and you deduct your chronological age and this would be the heart rate for your age. If your heart rate, your maximum heart rate is then higher, then you are younger, basically, by the years that with this that this results in. Let's say I still would have a heart rate maximum of 200. So you take 220 minus the 200. And what this results in is me being at a biological heart rate equivalent, a maximum heart rate equivalent of 20, which would be five years younger than a six years younger than I actually am. So now within the eGym app, I now have the age and the age came out as I'm a 40 year old man, which is not that good. So I do have imbalances and I also apparently am just not that strong. And that's kind of nice to know because then I now can improve and I can work on what it says I should work on. What I also can do within this app is basically potentially do the 
tracking, the gym tracking, I would previously have done in Strong. So I might not buy a subscription, but I instead use the tracking that is provided in there. So not only now can you, can you use the standardized equipment that is in the gym regarding strength and regarding cardio, but additionally what you also can do is you can connect your fitness apps. And the only one that works for me is Strava. So I use Samsung Health and connect it to Strava. And then what Strava does is it syncs at least the recent exercises of like the last two weeks to the eGym app that then takes them and ideally then would calculate my biological age. Additionally, the same company eGym also has an app that is called Movio that has actually takes also cardio into account because the eGym app is only for the gym and it, therefore it also calculates, it only calculates your biological age based on the strength. So your strength, biological age, your muscle, biological age. So what I now have is a solution where I can standardize within already my normal workflow. I can standardize, collect basically data on my biological age. I don't have to take, at least when it comes to cardio and when it kind of comes to strength. Of course, I cannot really measure uh, the biological age of the skin on my face like Brian Johnson. Brian Johnson, for example, does. But I also don't have to schedule all of these things. And I think that's very nice. Apart from the fact that it would be very nice if there was an app that actually analyzed all of the fitness data that it is that I already have recorded and would then calculate the biological age, maybe also at different points in time over the last years, for example, and how it changed and so on and so forth. But until then, the maybe the eGym app does this historic thing, probably not, at least from what it currently said or what it currently output, so, so to speak. And additionally, what there is also in there are a few additional exercises. So Basically, it calculates the strength biological age based on these six exercises I told you. But what it now additionally does is you can, for example, just take sit-ups and do as many body weight sit-ups as you can. And this then also takes this measurement into account. There might be an upside to only using the standardized measurements because I actually went through basically the eGym, the eGym machines with a trainer today so they're actually now adapted and these are actually quite nice so you basically go to this thing then you use an nfc chip which you use to log in you don't have to put in a password or something like this and then it automatically the seat height adapts and so on and so forth which is quite nice but this these are only six machines so it doesn't work for all of the machines and just like that i now kind of have a solution for calculating at least my strength and my cardio age at least a better approximation compared to before where i only had heart rate and i also only had the only other thing i had was the metabolic age before so now i have multiple data points now and i then also already now let's take actually a look at the different apps so the same company also has a dedicated bio app a biological age app which i haven't tested yet what i have tested yet is this app here, so the first one is the old one, the second one is the one, the one you actually want to. And now if we take a look at this, you basically have the different parts. So your biological age, which we will take a look at right now in my. This is now what it looks like. So we can see that here, 
my walk yesterday evening was imported into this app from Strava, which is nice. It didn't connect to Samsung Health, as I said, it would connect, I guess, to Apple Health. And now these are basically the workouts. So let's go into the activity. Here we can see that I got a few activity points today in the first workout with these machines. And you can basically see this evening workout where I had these six different exercises. And what I also now can see is basically what I lifted in all of these different things. So the first set was 14 reps at 18 kilograms. The second one, 15 sets at 18 kilograms. You already see that these are not that high because my abdominal muscles are seemingly basically very bad. Then I also had this strength leg curl and I can see exactly the sets. So in the last few weeks, what I did was after the gym for 10 minutes, I tried to rem remember all the exercises what I did actually in the gym and then tried to track them because I don't want to use my phone in the gym in order to still keep up high intensity and also high intensity association with the gym. And I could now also save this as a workout template, which is very nice. And you can also create your workout within this app. So I might try this in order to actually track my workout in, instead of strong. Now, the next thing is the bio age. And here, I mean, this is just a very nicely made thing where you can, a very nicely made graph. So you can see my upper body has 28 years. Then my core is very imbalanced and also only is already 60 years and 42 years in terms of my length, legs. I didn't train that much legs for quite a long time, but I also ran throughout my teenage years. And it is though quite surprising that I am that bad when it comes to legs the legs. So now we can click on plus and what we can see here is that we now can do additional exercises that are not the e-gym exercises, but you can still do them in a gym. I guess the gym automatically provides the right things you can do in this gym, which is very nice. Then you can just say, okay, with the highest weight possible, with the best weight you can, it says here, the maximum strength measurement will be calculated based on what you put in. So you take the highest possible weight, I guess, of course, there is now a question of what would be better. If Is it better to have 10% less weight, but be able to do more repetitions, for example, and to have a more overall lifted weight? Or is it just the highest weight that is the best? I guess the highest weight is the best because the other one also calculated your maximum, your one rep map max, basically. So it was one repetition and I just did as much as I could and then it calculated it. So you can basically use these additional exercises in order to improve the measurement. And in terms of the upper body, what I can do is chest press, machine row, wide grip, barbell, bench press, barbell row, body weight rows, and push-ups. So I can just say, okay, I'm able to do like 50 push-ups, and then the biological age will adapt. This is a complete simplification of all the different things I try to do. It is basically standardized. It is, someone has already put this together so well, and it is, at my gym, at the gym I'm already working out. And I can basically take these strength measurements, at least these completely standardized strength measurements on these six machines. And additionally, I can test my cardio on the other machines. So I basically now have a way to standardize all the different measurements, at least of the gym, of the exercises I can do at this gym. And I think this is just uh, something that is very nice. And I'm actually, I'm quite happy about this, you could say, that I just not 
by accident, obviously, but that I just discovered this and that something is just that well made. Of course, there is no dark mode here, which is a kind of a downside. What you can also see is there is a ranking. So all the different members of my gym that are actually signed up now rank against me. And I'm the last as of today, which is nice. But I can show you, I guess, uh, it because there actually are names in there with the first letters of the last name. What I will show you though is what I did with the strong app. So here you can see uh, my workouts basically. So I try to hit at three workouts, three are the standardized strength workouts. And then the, the fourth one is my Saturday workout, which is actually kind of a freestyle workout. So I can do hit, I can do additional cardio, not really cardio, but something like freeletics, which is kind of a bodyweight exercise. I can also do calisthenics on there, but it is not dedicated strength training where I have a specific plan. Of course, I now in the last few Saturdays, basically, I did do basically a leg day, an additional leg day because I do not have a leg day because the normal workouts I do three times a week are standardized and they are basically the same in order to increase long-term adherence to my schedule and also to make it mentally easier because I don't have to think about this. And I also don't have to plan which muscles are sore and which are not because I just train these three days. Then I have two periods of rest. Not really because I also train kind of on Saturday currently but I could also switch it up on Saturday. That's the whole premise. So what you can see here is that the start page is already how I am improving. So you can basically set these charts on different on different things. You best set when it comes to the reps or your one rep max, which is often an estimate because obviously you often aren't doing one rep maxes because they are risky in terms of injury. And also you still want to be able to have a workload that is good and therefore in order to not have a very long time in the gym for one specific exercise, it doesn't really make sense to take your one rep max every time you work out. So it is kind of a dedicated thing. So therefore it cal calculates it, as you can see maybe down here, estimated one rep max, it says here. And you can also then click on the individual lifts, basically these are the individual sets. What we can see here is that I had 131 kilograms. My, my one rep max is actually one, 43 so actually not the estimated one and then it calculates basically that i would have been able to push 188 but i tried in the gym to uh to push like 153 i guess and it just didn't work so of, i mean if i had like absolutely high levels of adrenaline maybe i would be able to do this but probably not so therefore i just don't think it makes sense to use the estimated one rep max but instead to just use the best set you could potentially also do the standardized things when it comes to swimming here uh, so a few cardio exercises you can also track a big problem with this app is it does not have that many exercises so the exercise selection is somewhat limited you can create your own exercises, but then there are no descriptions. So now let's take a look at the history. These are my basically last workouts. What you can see here is how much I totally lifted at this session. So yesterday, basically I was late. So I only had 20 minutes left until my time threshold basically was gone. I do my workouts based completely on time, not on time as length, but on time as on this day from this time to this time. And if I'm not here at this time to this time, then I usually can't train. I sometimes do still track at least the lifts if I then do an additional workout, if I couldn't make it. But 
usually I think it makes more sense to then not work out at all because this just teaches you that this is the only slot you have. And it actually is like kind of like life works. Time is linear. So you cannot you cannot redo something you missed. And if you then train at the gym two hours later, then obviously there would have been something else optimal you would have wanted to do. So these are basically the last workouts and I the normal workout is the gym workout and I also have these other workouts. So if I now click on plus, we can see my workout templates. You can only do three in the free version of the app. So I have the gym workout and the circuit, which is the one for Saturday. And I also have my home gym workout. And then you can click on the exercises. And what you can see here is first, first of all, your historic performance. And this is what is missing completely in Fitboard. So you have your estimated one rep max, which for example, with bent over row would be 103 kilograms, the maximum volume I pushed in one set or in one workout and the maximum weight I actually pushed or pulled. When it comes to row, obviously more the, the pulling part, then you can see different charts, at least theoretically, because I cannot see them because they are only available within the pro version. Your total volume also for this exercise and your best set reps, which is I kind of think the best one you could actually base then your workouts on. And then you can also see your history when it comes to this specific exercise, which is just something I I figured I could also do with Excel. The problem is just it would take a lot of time and also it is just not standardized. Since I can change it, I will change it. Therefore, comparing values over time, if I change the standards all the time, doesn't really make sense. So I have to be very consistent. But instead, if something like this already has completely predefined templates for exercises, which also have descriptions. And so I don't do exercises that much differently. So if I take this exercises, I try to approximate the form here as best as I can. And if I do this in Excel, then I also might do my own versions of these exercises, which I then might change over time. So therefore I cannot compare these over time and also then cannot calculate the biological age, which obviously only works if you have standardized exercises, which you again then can use to compare yourself against somebody else. And that's... In the meanwhile, I stopped and I kept talking, so I don't know exactly where I left off. What I said recently is that I now have an app, basically, where I can compare myself against others. The strong app doesn't have like a social component where you can compare yourself against others and how you lift. But in, when it comes to lifting, I mean, theoretically, there's an argument to be made that when it comes to lifting, for example, of course, it depends on how how tall you are, for example. But the same is true for running. So on running, we also don't adjust for height or genetics. We only adjust for basically the sex or the gender, depending on how you define these things. But there, it also doesn't count. Basically, it only counts if you can run five kilometers in this many minutes. And the same is true for strength, I guess. So you could compare yourself against two others, and that's what kind of the ranking is about, which now provides a social aspect to this whole system. There is... What I also, what I also I think is worth mentioning, there is an app called Heads Up Health, and this app theoretically provides now the bigger framework you actually need, the bigger framework of being your overall health dashboard basically, and it allows you also to sync different ones. So you can also sync what I'm tracking or I used to track my fasts with fasting, a fasting app called Zero, and of course now I do not have my fasts, for example, in my fitness pal. So ideally you would have one app where it all comes together. And this app currently doesn't really exist. The best approximation to this is maybe Heads Up Health, but it's also kind of expensive. And so I didn't buy a subscription yet. And also 
it is just not that good. So now, ideally, what you would want to have is one app, one health app. Maybe the one venue you, you would try to maximize or not maximize, but optimize is or would be the biological age. So it would say, okay, you're this years old. And this is something very practical. This is also something that you can see and you can see, okay, somebody who is two years younger than me, that is something that is just a very good proxy compared to, oh yeah, I did this many reps on bench press and this compared to somebody else and this is in this percentile and then I have to calculate. It's just, here is this number and this number is automatically provided by you because of we analyzed all of the data that was given to us. It's your resting heart rate, it's your HRV by WHOOP, it's how well you fasted or how long you were able to fast it's maybe in the future your blood glucose in these periods of fasting therefore we also take insulin uh, resistance into account and so on and so forth or when where you actually are the last blood with not withdrawals but the last blood draws you actually had and then we take your ldl into account and so on and so forth so this is actually what you are searching for and then you could go to the doctor and i guess this is in the future happening of course there are also data privacy concerns but this is not the place, I guess, to talk about these. And then you would just show them your dashboard and the doctor, or you would just synchronize the dashboard or the doctor already would have it. And the diagnosis probably would increase in accuracy, at least to some degree. So now this is kind of what we are at. I guess this is the current system I am using. And these are the discoveries I have made as of today, with the EJ map, I might now switch from the strong app to the EJ map, maybe not, because of also consistency, because then I have data in this app and then I switch to this app. But then what happens, for example, if I then don't go to this gym anymore, but to another one and so on and so forth. I think the whole topic is very interesting. And this topic of biological age and trying to optimize your biological age as the marker for your overall health is just very interesting. And I now know, for example, that my legs for example, are just pretty weak and not just somehow weak, but as weak as the ones a 60 year old person would actually have. It's something to add. I recently talked with somebody in my social circle and I actually told them about kind of my attempts to optimize at least not really my biological age, but just to, for example, avoid sugar as something that obviously makes sense because there are now, there is just more and more evidence that shows the negative effects of sugar and I also experienced them firsthand basically really increasing my appetite in a bad way where I would basically eat too much over the last years. So now when telling somebody something like this, it often is kind of very abstract and very easily people think you are crazy because you are like the one in, I don't know, in, a thousand people that actually is interested in these topics that much and wants to optimize them that much. But on the other side, there are people at the gym, for example, that obviously also then are a subset of, of the population around the gym and so on and so forth. And therefore also only the people you are you meeting there are already kind of pre-selected. But if you then talk with somebody who is not that much into these things, then it might. So the risk is that the other person very, very easily thinks you are completely over obsessing, uh, over obsessing about these things. But on the other side, if you can show this person, okay, uh, this is, these are the results. I basically have the body or at least the legs or the leg strength of a 60 year old, then that's something that's very tangible. That's something that is very practical. And also for this reason, not only for you, for others, for you telling others about this, but just in general for you also for your mental model 
the mental model is then, okay, I maybe need to decrease the biological age of my, my legs by working out my legs more. And this makes it very tangible instead of, oh yeah, I have this, this Excel spreadsheet and I actually don't really want to invest more time in it. And it also is not time that is very optimally used because theoretically I would have to earn money in the same time, so opportunity cost and so on and so forth. And then this, the problem with the standardization and then in 10 years you open it up and then it is not synchronized or it is another version. And this just creates problems. And the easier you can make it, not only for people who are basically very into fitness tracking, such as me, for example, but I'm also not that into it. And Joe Huberman, I guess, is far more into the whole topic of health optimization. That's maybe why he also makes a podcast about this topic specifically. And I guess that's now the end.